The Paul Leslie Hour, helping people tell their stories. And now, your host, Paul Leslie. Hey, it's me. How are you, friend? Thank you, as always, for joining us here on the Paul Leslie Hour. If you would like to help me in my mission to get all of these interviews out there, new interviews, archival interviews going back sometimes 16 years, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash the Paul Leslie Hour. Your assistance is very much appreciated. So this is the fourth episode in the ongoing series of interviews with the members of the band Little Feet. Sam Clayton is this episode's guest. I remember recording this interview over the phone. The quality of the recording for the day was actually pretty good. Most of you know him as a conga player, a percussionist. Sometimes he sings on certain songs, and he's sung on some of the Little Feet recordings. Sam Clayton has a very interesting history. He's performed and or recorded with a lot of artists, ranging from Bonnie Raitt, Little Richard. He also was a member of Jimmy Buffett's Coral Reefer Band for a number of years, before Ralph McDonald. I have not heard or seen many interviews with Sam Clayton, but I found him a very good interview subject. I enjoyed talking to him. He has some good stories. I would love to know what you think. Enjoy. We're welcoming Mr. Sam Clayton on the program today. Mr. Sam Clayton is a has played on numerous recordings, so we'd like to say welcome to Mr. Sam Clayton. Thank you. I'm glad you're having me. So tell me, where were you born? In uh, Colfax, Louisiana. What did you grow up listening to as far as music? Well, in my house, my we used to listen to a lot of blues, you know, R and B, and uh, gospel. And then as I got older, you know, almost uh, in high school, I started listening to jazz, you know, John Coltrane, Jimmy Smith, you know, Tony Rollins, Miles Davis, you know, a lot of people like that. You know, that's where my influence came from, mostly in jazz and R&B and gospel. I was reading that in your early days, you you were, uh, you spent a short time with Little Richard. Yes, I did. And he was on a... I don't know it was like a uh, Channel 22 they used to have in in, uh, in Los Angeles, and they used to just play in this, this like warehouse and stuff like that. And I used to, yeah, I did. I was in this band for a while. So how did you get the idea uh, of from going from a music lover to being a professional musician? I was just playing. At, I was actually an electromechanical engineering uh, at a Douglas Aircraft. And I was, they were having a big layoff out there in the, in the late, late sixties. And so I just went down to this club and the guy had a, had a couple of congas down there. And so I, and so I started looking at them and everything. And the guy, I told the people that, that I worked with that I played those drums and they didn't believe me. So they asked the guy, could I sit in? And then I went in, went up to the guy, let me sit in, said, you can play one song. You know, and I said, fine. You know, so I played the song. And he says, well, how would you like to finish the rest of the set? You know, so <laughs> fine. You know, I don't mind. It's great. That was a nice band called the Formula Five. But I don't know if you know Ben Benet uh, was in the band on the. I think he's deceased now, but uh, he took me over. Anyway, at make this get back to this story. Uh, I went down there, and then we have this big layoff, and the guy says, "Well, look, man, uh, you getting laid off?" I said, "Yeah." He says, "Well, how would you like to?" Uh, 
play with us down here, you know, and, uh, you know, we'll pay you under the table. Like I said, fine, man. So I was get drawing my unemployment. And after I got laid off and working with those guys and then Ben Benet says, man, you should go to a bigger band. You know, you should go on down. But I was loyal to these guys because it was a club band and I was satisfied. So they took me to Delaney and Bonnie uh, to, to join that band, you know, to play with them. So I went over with Delaney and they put me in this movie before I even joined the band called Vanishing Point. And I played with uh, Rita Coolidge, uh, Cody Lanier, Bonnie Ray, and uh, I mean, Bonnie Bramlett. David Gates, some bread and all like that. You know, we just had this, this, we're doing this thing as a religious snake cult out in the desert. You know, I don't know if you saw the movie, but you know, did you see the movie? Not yet. Uh, well, this whole movie, you know, <laughs> man, this is called Vanishing Point. It's all about a guy traveling across country in his car and ends up crashing, you know. Well, Cleavon Little and people like that was in the movie and Dean Jagger. And so, uh, I was, actually played in that movie with Delaney and Bonnie before I joined the band. And so I, I got in the band. That's when I met Kenny. And, uh, you know, as it went on, I was in the band for about two years or so. And they got angry or something got happened. Anyway, I got fired out of the band because <laughs> I got hurt. I got actually hurt my legs playing basketball. And, and, and Kenny got angry, so he he just quit, you know, and then took me over with him down to Studio Instrument Rental where we uh, he was uh, rehearsing with this band called Little Feet, which I had never heard of. You know, I was trying to go to a bigger band or something, some band with some, you know, notoriety. And eventually I, I joined that band. They took me over to Hawaii with them and then I joined the band and that's been like ever since, you know, and then when, when uh, Lowell died, I uh, joined Jimmy Buffett in 1980, and I played with him for from 80 to 88. And then, then after that, uh, we started getting back together. And so Buffett took us on the road with him, and would come out and uh, open the shows with us to make sure all of his audience was there to see us. And then he'd do a couple of songs, and then he'd leave, you know, and let us do our set. Then come back. I was playing with both bands. Oh, interesting. You know, so I would leave Jimmy, I mean, leave Little Feet, Little <laughs> stage, and I'd come back and play with Buffett. <laughs> and so it was like a double paycheck, which was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, Buffett was very much better, though, you know. It was it was a nice thing, though. But, but that's sort of the way I progressed, man, you know. So when you started uh, with the, the Congas, what was it about Congas exactly that, that drew you to them? Well, I saw, I, I used to, we this girl named Les, I mean, a girl named uh, Esther Brown at, at dance with the Lester Horton dancers. And she took me to one of their rehearsals. And I saw this guy named Sabata playing congas, man. And he died later, too, from a, uh, you know, a heroin overdose. But I watched this guy and it just, like, amazed me. I had never seen anybody playing these drums, man. You know, I was just in high school then. And I and I saw this guy playing, really playing them. I seen people messing around, but this guy played the drums. He's from Brazil, and and uh, so I saw him, and then I started wanting to play. So I started playing on oatmeal boxes, pots and pans, 
went down to Tijuana and bought me one of those $25 drums that, that uh, I thought was a big drum, but at the t- now I know it's not even a, hardly like a bongo, you know, but just tall. <laughs> and uh, so I just started playing, man. I didn't ever have any, any uh, formal lessons, but I just watched and played and, and, you know, just kept going like that until I, you know, developed into being able to play something and hold some kind of beat, you know. And I made these emphasize myself on keeping time and keeping, you know, keeping the time right, you know, and everything. So out of the conga players that are out there, who out there would you have to say when you hear him or you see him, you say, now that is a conga player? Oh, Mongo Santa Maria. I like uh, Ralph McDonald. Ralph McDonald is, is a great player to me, man. You know, and I've, I've sit in with Ian Buffett a lot now. Whenever they come to town, I play with him. But I like I like Ralph McDonald a lot, man. I mean he's he's influenced me, you know, you know, I watch him and try to pick up some of his stuff. And uh, you know, uh Armando Peraza, you know, uh I don't know, it's it's quite a few of the guys that to the great conga players that are on the L P uh in Dorsey list, you know. I always I had been wondering for a while if you and uh Ralph McDonald were friends. Oh yeah, we're good friends. In fact, man, we're, we're real good friends. I mean, there's no animosity, kind of <laughs> stuff. I mean, have no, you know, there's nothing like that, man. I mean, when even when he leaves, sometimes he tells me, you know, uh, you know, would I could I play this gig or something? If he's gonna be gone out of town or something, and he, and he, he said something like that, but I was with Buffett, you know, I could go and he he didn't mind me playing and all that stuff, you know. And he always introduces me to other people. This is the guy's place. I took his place with Buffett. You know, he he played with Buffett before I did. He was the original, you know, he was the core reason before I was. He, I mean, he's, there's no, no hang-ups like that, man. We, we don't have nothing like that. When you first heard Little Feet's music, what was your first impression? Well, uh, I really hadn't, had never, you know, heard anything by him. You know, when I first heard it, you know, we were grooving some stuff because Lowell would like, he likes grooves, you know, like to play a lot of grooves. And that's the reason why I was hired into the band is more or less to, uh, maintain a, a steady type groove, you know, as far as keeping the time straight and sort of keeping it, keeping it going right, you know, like that, just to flavor it. You know, and then Richie does his thing, you know. But uh, when I first heard the music, I don't know. I, I just said, well, man, I don't know, man. <laughs> you know, cause it, was, it was different, you know, than what I, you know, it wasn't like the real funky R&B and all that stuff until I got into the band. And then I realized that they played all of that. You know, they played, that was just what I first heard was different things like Eldorado Slim and, you know, Day at the Dog, The Fan and all that kind of stuff, man, which is not, they're not really easy songs to play congas and stuff too and things like that because the time is so different you know in 7 and 13 and all that kind of stuff it's a whole nother experience but that's it that's the way it was man when I first when I first heard it it was just say man this is kind of weird you know? <laughs> <laughs> which I imagine a lot of people think that when they hear the feet yeah <laughs> and aside from your performing you have done a lot of session work from of course Buffett but uh, I was uh, some of the people. It's just amazing. Freddie King, Dwayne Allman, Bonnie Raitt, Bob Seger, 
I saw that you were the one that played the congas on uh, Sweet Forgiveness. Yeah. What what was uh what was how did that experience with uh on Bonnie Raitt's album come come to be? All the time we've been like we've been friends for a long time, man. Gosh, when I first got into Little Feet, I mean she was one of the people that was around a lot. She and uh, Linda Ronstadt, and uh, I I can't think of some other girls too. That it was an all girl band back then too that uh used to hang around. But but she was one of the girl one of the people around that Lowell and would show her stuff on the guitar, you know, slide and all that stuff. And she was soulful, you know, and, and just a real down-to-earth person. And so, uh, you know, she would let us play on her on her albums and things like that. That's, a, that's how it happened because I knew her, you know, for a long time. And I've known her for a long time. Out of all the albums you've played on, what would you say is the one that you're most proud of? Oh God, I couldn't. I couldn't even begin to make that distinction, man. I really, I don't know. I mean, uh, there are a couple that stand out in your mind. When I played on, I mean, I like Spanish moves. I want the Spanish moves, which I, I can't even tell you the name of the album. But <laughs> I like Spanish moves. Uh, gosh, man. I mean, I mean, I like playing on Buffett's album, One Particular Harbor. I mean, you know, because we were in Tahiti, and that just really stands out, man. I mean, that stands out big time because we were over in Tahiti and singing with the Tahitian choirs and all like that. But it's just hard to just pick one specific song because I play, you know, I I just try to do my thing on every one of the songs that I play on. I'm trying to hold a a certain pattern and stuff. I'm not doing a lot of soloing and stuff, but I have a, a certain rhythm or something that I play on on each song, you know. But I couldn't just pick out. I really couldn't. And, you know, of the people I played with, like the average white band, I played with them, you know, and I cut albums, the first album they did, you know. And that was like a great thing, you know, because I just met these guys from Scotland and and, and I used to hang out with Robbie McIntosh all the time, you know, hanging out with him. Before Steve Ferrone, uh, he was in the band after Robbie died, you know, and even even after he died, I played with him in, in Amsterdam and stuff like that with Steve Ferrone. So it's just, it's, it's just been great, man. you know. My experiences, I've just been lucky, been there at the right time. So I don't know, I can't just pick a favorite favorite. I read this interview that Jimmy Buffett did, and they asked him, "What what is your favorite rock band?" And he said. Little Feet. Yeah. And it seems like he uh, he plays with Little Feet a lot. Yeah, well, he does, man. In fact, we just did this album, and he's singing, uh, and it's not out yet, you know. We did a, it's 24 songs right now. That's just, it's a 15-song uh, CD that's going to be coming out. And uh, we played with Buffett, you know, Vince Gill, uh, Dave Matthews, uh Brooks and Dunn, all these people are singing on our on uh, singing our music, and we're playing. And we did that down in Key West, you know. It's been been uh, been going on for now about a year or so. But now they finally we had a listening party when we were in Jamaica just the other just the other day and had a listening party, and uh, everybody heard it, you know. For instance, Dave Matthews is singing "Fat Man in the Bathtub." It's it's outrageous though. I bet this album is just gonna be wild. I can't wait to hear it. 
Yeah, it's on Buffett's label. It'll be coming out from Buffett's label. Oh, on Millboat. You know, when it comes out. Oh, excellent. When is it going to be coming out? I'm not sure, man. We had a listening party. They didn't say what release date was. They, they were trying to say in the, in the near future because, I mean, everything has been done. You know, all the people have sang on it. And, you know, like Ms. Craig Fuller even sang with us. Because he came and sang some songs on it, too, and everything. So it's just... It's quite a it's quite a uh, a big thing for us, you know. So we're just waiting on Buffett because he has the Midas touch. <laughs> he said he's gonna we're gonna make you some money. He called me Mister C. We're <laughs> gonna make we try to make you some money, man. So just let me have this. He's singing "Time Loves a Hero." Oh, okay. And stuff. Like, so uh, he loved that's his favorite song. Is "Time Loves a Hero." So. He's 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 in there with us, so he definitely backed us and did this thing for us, and so we're now just putting it in his hands, you know, to do the promotion stuff. And among the members in Little Feet, I know you probably you probably like everyone in the band, but is there anyone in particular that stands out as a, uh, one of your closer friends? I don't know, but I, but Kenny, I, Kenny Gradney and I used to hang out a lot. You know, we used to hang out. He'd come over to my house, I'd go to his house. And Paul Barrera, because we were neighbors, you know, he moved into the house right next door to me. So those are the two guys that, that, uh, I've, you know, been to their house more than anybody else, you know. That's the two guys, you know. When Lowell was alive, I'd, I'd see him sometime, you know, we'd, we'd hang out together sometime too, you know. But but that yeah that was too. But now you know it's uh, Fred and I are pretty close. Fred Tackett and I now up to now you know after it's my Fred myself and uh, Kenny and Paul are probably my uh, closest guys that I hang with right now. So how did you you know I know you met Jimmy Buffett through uh, through Little Feet. Um, oh no no I mean no I met Jimmy Buffett. To uh, his uh, sound guy that, that, that turned me on. He knew. He knew his name was Ross. Ross, Ross Riddle. Uh, yeah, Ross Riddle. You know Ross? No, I just I've, I've read about him. That's it. Yeah, well, Ross is, uh, uh, told Jimmy that you know, well, why don't you hire Sam Clayton? You know, like that. And Jimmy says, Oh man, he, he wouldn't play with me and all this band. That's he's a little feet man. You know, I said, Man, and Ross called me and told me about this. And I said, man, are you kidding me? I said, a dollar is a dollar, man. I get paid. I, I see, you know, it's about survival at this point. I'm not trying to put nobody's band down because of their music. And he says, well, uh, can you come over for rehearsal? I said, yeah. So they were going on tour the next day. I came over for rehearsal. We rehearsed one hour. He signed me on, and we were on tour for about, you know, a month or something. The next day, man, and that would happen in 1980. We've just been friends ever since, you know. I mean, I've been, I mean, Buffett's a good friend of mine. He and, uh, and like Ed Bradley, you know, when I met Ed Bradley through Buffett, you know, because they were close friends and, and, and I've just been hanging with he and Ed, you know, in, uh, at the jazz festival, just, uh, the last jazz festival they had, you know. And then, you know, Ed was up on stage with us. We played Jimmy's party. He had a special private party. And closed Michael Margaritaville and hired us as the band. So we played, and then the teacher says, Well, uh, since I'm paying for this, 
I'm naming every song that you play, so I'm <laughs> don't even worry about a set list. I'll just call out the songs. <laughs> so he calls out all different songs, and he and Ed Bradley up there and singing and all that. And finally, we start singing 60 Minute Man for Ed Bradley. You know, so because Ed was like a, a real, real good friendly person too, man. I mean, down earth. You know, even pulled a joke on me at the airport one day when I came in, flew into town. And I was waiting on my limo driver. This guy comes up with this hat and everything on. And I looked at him, you know, and he pulled his hat up. It had my name on his chest, you know, and pulled the hat down. And I looked at him, and he pulled the glasses up. I said, Ed Bradley, what are you doing? <laughs> it was Ed Bradley posing as my limo driver. <laughs> so that was just a big joke. But uh, Jimmy, Jimmy and uh, Ed and everybody, man, they, they were just great people. We had great fun with him. And, and that's how... I met Jimmy through Ross Ritter, and uh, that, that's who turned me on to, to Jimmy Buffett, because I, I had never heard of Jimmy Buffett. I'm telling you the truth. 1980, I had never heard Jimmy Buffett, anything about him. So what was your impression when you met him? Oh, when I met him, oh, he's just a regular down-to-earth person, man. I mean, God is like a, a guy you just crack jokes with and everything. When I met him, it was like I knew him already, <laughs> you know, it was just... He just talked, you know, right down to earth, and we talked, cracked jokes, cracked up on each other and everything else, man. You know, pull, you know, jokes and stuff on each other, all kind of things. And it was just like I moved right into, the, came back home to a family or something. It was just that easy to adjustment for me, man, because, I mean, the music was just very easy, you know, very easy to do. Just And so I just... uh got right in because it was a party. It was always a party. And he just grew over the years to like, man, I can't even believe how many people come to his concert. <laughs> it's insane. The parking lot is a party. When you think back at of all the years that you were a Coral Reefer, what's, uh, what's one memory that stands out? Or any, and there are a couple maybe, any. Well, I, 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 I don't, like I said, man, Tahiti, <laughs> he told me before, he just said, I don't want to take you to the, to the Heaty Man because I want you to be in the band. I said, what are you talking about, man? He says, you're not going to come home. You're not going to come home. He says, because, see, I've been there, and I've done this and that, but you are not going to want to come home, and I want you to be in the band. I said, man, don't worry about this. What are, you, are you crazy? And so he took me over there. <laughs> <laughs> and he was right. <laughs> he was right. But I stayed five weeks, man. I could. I, I, I had to get back to it because, you know, uh, at the time I wasn't married. But you know, it was like, wow, man, this is too much, man. I can't. I can't. I don't know. I I, I want to stay here, man. They even offered me property, man. I was adopted by this family. I had eighteen daughters, man. Well. And it was like, well, I, that's one of the memories that stands out. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what, uh, uh, oh, what was I just going to say? Oh, what about Tahiti other than the, the 18 daughters? What, what about Tahiti was great? Well, the food, man, just the, the, uh, the, the flora, man. I mean, you go out, you go out in there and go out and see all this the different kinds of vegetation and, and plants, beautiful plants. The water was pristine, you know, you just, you could see so deep in the water, and it's just, uh, it's just beauty, beauty and simple, the people were real simple and down to earth. I mean, you owned a motor scooter, 
it's like owning a, a Rolls Royce, hmm. a motor scooter. That's how that's how it was, you know. That, that makes you rich. I mean, a four hundred dollar, five hundred dollar motor scooter. Thought they, you know, everything was you own the world, man. I mean, it was just, it was just great. Like I say, the people were so nice and so hospitable, man. I mean, I don't know. It was just, it, I'm still impressed. I tell everybody today, man. You know, Tahiti, man. Have you ever been there? Go there, check it out. But. uh that that's what stands out to me, just just the the people and the geographical location, everything is just wonderful. So what about with the feet? Is there any particular memory that stands out from playing with little feet through the years? Oh, I mean, God, that's that's it's too many. <laughs> I mean, just a, a whole lot of things, man, that stood out of just playing with the feet, you know, we, we've been a lot of places, you know, in, in the world, man. We go to Europe and all that, a lot of places, Japan. Uh, just, I mean, one incident I know one time we got I, we, there with the wives, you know, it wasn't my wife, but we were there with Kenny's wife was there. And uh, we were on this train and we got ready to get off, you know, and, in, and when you're in the... Over there in Europe, those trains and things don't don't wait on anybody. You know, you if you when you ready to leave, if you're not off there, the train just pulls off. They don't care who it is. So we got stuck on the train, man, because we couldn't get this big piece of luggage out of there, out of the way, to get it off the train. So I'm stuck back there with with Kenny's wife and somebody else, and they had to come and drive to the next stop by car to pick us up. And they, but they did get us, you know, because they called, the train people called the engineer and all like that and told them, you know, that what had happened. But they just, uh, you know, that, that's one thing that stands out, but that was like a, a catastrophe to me, man. I, I have never been in something like that where I got left because I couldn't get off the train, you know, because there was so much big luggage, you know, it's, there's no porters or nothing. You have to get it off. And I was trying to help the ladies get their stuff. Because it was big bags, they're real, actually, actually ship bags that you would put on a plane and go down into the the uh, bottom of the plane. But this this thing here was a train, man. You had to sit in the aisle and and move all the big luggage out. So that that stands out, man, because that was devastating to me, man. I, I, you know, I didn't know what was going to happen in another country. You don't speak the language, and it's just rough. So you come, you came back from uh, from Jamaica recently, and the new uh, the new Little Feet album is going to be coming out sometime soon, I guess. Is there anything else coming up in in the world of Sam Clayton? No, we're getting ready. We're going to be going to Europe pretty soon. I know that. Uh, sometime in March, we're going to uh, Europe. We have a special private party we're playing on the twenty fourth of this month in San Francisco. And, you know, and then we just going on tour. You know, I don't know any, there's nothing uh, really exciting coming up, you know, that I know of except that we're going to Europe. And we might go to Japan. I'm not sure about that, but I know we're going to Europe because I have heard about the dates already. It sounds like you live a pretty exciting life. <laughs> well, it's exciting enough, man, but I, I'm, I, you know, I don't like to get out into the, I don't go to clubs and all that stuff a lot and all that kind of, Thing. I'm I'm here. Um, I, we have I have four acres out here, and that's rough. 
enough to take it. And I wanted 20 acres, <laughs> and I'm so glad my wife told me, said, you gotta, you'll be sorry. <laughs> and I said, you're right. And I just got four acres. I had to buy a rhino to ride around on that. <laughs> so, so, you know, it's not real exciting, but, you know, it keeps me busy. Yeah. When you uh, when you think about all the stuff you've done and your your life, what do you think the best thing about being Sam Clayton is? Is that I've kept myself to where I I don't think that uh, you know I, I'm still humble, you know, and I that's the way I want to be. I don't I don't need to be like a star and everybody has to know me and, and uh, you know recognize me as this and that. I like to stay under the radar. Is there any music out there right now that you've that has uh, caught your attention recently? Any bands or musicians? Uh, like newer bands, you mean? Yeah, or any any kind of recording or band that that has caught your your eye? No, I no, I not really. Man. I like Santana, uh, the stuff that he does, you know, and um, I listen to him. I listen to the Bonnie Raitt, you know, listen to her stuff. But I, I'm most into like jazz things, you know, that that uh, that, is, that are happening. So my last question, since this program goes out all over the world, what would you, Sam Clayton, like to say to the world? I would like to say, man, let's just have peace and love and happiness for everybody on this earth. You know, stop war. You know, just everybody should just get along, like I said. <laughs> and again, that's it, you know. Peace and love. Well, Mr. Clayton, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. It's been a real joy talking to you. I appreciate you calling me and having me talk with you because it was no problem. I didn't know somebody said it was going to be a hard. It was a lot. You thought it was going to be hard to get us, get me, and all that kind of stuff. No time, any time, man. I mean, you're welcome. You have my number, so you can call me. I appreciate it. Okay, well, you have a great day, man. All right, thank you so much. Okay, thank you. All right, well, have a good one. You too. See you. Bye. Goodbye.